This episode of Let's Meet is made possible by Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey, a contemporary take on a classic American frontier food, and mmm, it's delicious. Stake your claim at 1201 Broadway in beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. Phone number 513-381-2666. Website boomtownbiscuitsandwhiskey.com. Hello. Yeah. Let's meet. Welcome. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Nice to meet you. Hey. Let's Howdy. meet. Hey, bro. On the 61st episode of Let's Meet, part one of three, Tim Let's provides mead. Jacob classifies hobos. Michael sings just enough of Unchained Melody for us to not break copyright infringement. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another beautiful, thrilling, exciting adventure that we call Let's Meet. I'm Michael. And I'm Tim. And tonight we are going to have a great time. You know us as the crime-fighting duo Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. I saw this uh, this week, Tim. I saw, uh, I think it was a meme. Uh, that's what the kids call them. It was a mead that had... Uh, did you say mead? I did. Okay, you're going to throw uh, that throughout the whole <laughs> yes. episode? Yes. Okay. Um, there, it was uh, this guy, and he was considering... Why is Batman one word? Uh, Superman. No, wait. Did I mess this up already? I don't know. Take two. Guys, welcome to. <laughs> this is all staying in here. Look it up yourself. Uh, tonight we have a very special guest who is not only an entrepreneur, he is a musician, he is a host, he is a fanatic of Disney. Um, he is a, a small business owner, soon to be large business owner, because he's growing, his company is growing exponentially, and there's no way you can stop him. Walmart. <laughs> his name is Walmart. <laughs> his name is Batman Walmart. <laughs> Good tie-in. Yes. Mr. Mead. Well, you gotta, it's a callback. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's mead. Uh, Jacob Trevino. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. And Hello. Hello. So, Jacob, true or false... Earlier today, I asked you what kind of beverage we like to enjoy tonight while you're here, and you asked for mead. Yes, the the drink of kings. The drink of kings. <laughs> kings Not- and scholars and uh, the classiest of hobos. Yes. Um, yes. Like a, like a second-tier hobo. Uh, only oh, can drinks we, mead. Can we get into the class hobo system? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, so you've minutes. got your bindle hobo. Sure. <laughs> you have your train hopping hobo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your not to be confused. Yeah, yes. you have your tramp style hobo, of which course. kind of does maybe like a little act on the street, maybe some magic, maybe some sleight of hand, maybe mm-hmm. the balls with the cups, like a Charlie Chaplin esque esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 that's that's the the type of hobo that drinks mead. Is your <laughs> your Charlie Chaplin. Type yeah, the, style hobo. He's between a tramp and a hobo. He is between a tramp and a hobo, but he is he is uh, he he goes between both worlds. He 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 is all the hobo levels respect this level hobo. By the way, between a tramp and a hobo, my favorite Fleetwood Mac album. <laughs> favorite. Are you sure that wasn't like a Lindsey Buckingham solo record? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Jacob, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. You're uh, I it seems so strange to be labeled all of those things, especially the Batman Walmart uh, of <laughs> people. But it fits. 
Uh, it is a crown that I am learning to wear. I, sure, I mean, you have a chalice already. Uh, exactly. I, yes, I Filled with mead. I mean, this is the classiest podcast. This is the tramp hobo of podcasts yeah. yes, that, I, that I've been on. I'd like to think, the label we've been trying to go for. I'd like to it. think that we are a little bit closer to Street Urchin, just because I feel like a Street Urchin has a little bit of a chance with the cuteness. I think the Street Urchin... Uh, turns into the hobo tramp king. Like that isn't that the plot of? Uh, now you're just playing Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Oliver, <laughs> you just rolled fourteen anymore. <laughs> um, but the intro, I think, maybe with the exception of, of Batman Walmart, I think everything is applicable. And to be honest, I uh, I cut it down to size a lot. Uh, I, I am thirty four, and I feel ninety. I feel like, um, I, I don't know. So my wife uh, talks about, uh, she's really into past lives. Mm-hmm. Like that she's like, you go through your life and then you die and you come back. And however shitty you were in your previous life, if it, it determines on where you're at in your scale. Yeah. And so she has this theory that I am in my, my last lifetime because there always seems to be a sense of urgency and there seems to be a sense of wanting to fill up and, and, and make it count. And yeah. I think I've had that uh, quality since I was very young. I lost it a little bit in my 20s due to alcohol and, and drugs, mm-hmm. as most people do in their 20s. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, stepping into my late 20s, just uh, I woke up one day, and I, I explain this to a person sometimes. Um, I woke up one day, and it was like a thirst. Yeah. Like it was like I hadn't ever had water before and I had this opportunity where somebody looked up to me and they gave me a, a great role as, as a bartender Yeah, and I poured myself into wanting to impress those people and Pun, wanting to, unintended yes yeah yeah <laughs> um, and I, I described as that it's uh, I I don't ever feel like I can quench the thirst now it, it's I so for those of the, you out there that don't know me, which I'm sure is everyone, um, I own a few bars here in the city. The Overlook Lodge, which is based off of Stephen King's The Shining. Video Archive, which is a Tarantino-inspired speakeasy behind a video store. Can you tell and, me more about the Stephen King? Yeah, so... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Keep yeah. going with, with, with the places. And then uh, Tokyo Kitty, which is our look at neo-futurism and the way that Japanese and American cultures kind of um, share a lot of their pop culture sensibilities and where does that intersection meet? And I think it meets right at Tokyo Kitty. And then, of course, our newest thing, which is Lonely Pine Steakhouse, which will open this uh, spring. Yeah. So, And cool. then uh, a few other things that I will hopefully be able to talk about in the next few months. But when I was building the bar, I thought... It's like Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Like, if you build it, they will come. I thought it was like, if you build it, the voice inside your head that tells you to build something and make something in your life will get a lot quieter. Yeah. They'll tell you to stop <laughs> building things. And that happened for about six weeks. You know, once the first bar was open, I was like, I can go there. I can, like, put my hands on it. It's a it's a real place. It, like, it no longer exists in my mind. Right. And then some asshole comes in and goes, do you have another idea? And I was like, well, now that you ask, I sure do. Yes. Like, And from then on out, 
uh, we have such an amazing team of people that work for us um, that I am allowed to pursue those other ideas. It, none of these other places exist if it weren't for the team that we built at Overlook and then the team that we have at Video Archive and Tokyo Kitty that are as impassioned about the ideas as I am and bring their own ideas to the table to kind of create this evolution. Yeah. So for me, every day I get to wake up and just go wherever my imagination wants to go and I have a team of people that support that for some crazy reason. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's crazy at all. I think that what what you've done, what you've brought to the city, and we've talked before, Tim and I, about um, the places that you have here in the city, the bars that you've mentioned. On a side note, every time Lonely Pine is brought up in the car, Gloria starts singing, uh, is that Everly Brothers or Righteous Brothers? A long, lonely time. And keep time singing, goes keep singing. Goes yeah, keep, keep singing until we break a copyright. So like, until you get it. No, that's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're cut off, cut off. No, keep going until you have to pay royalties. Jacob, you're it a horrible guest. <laughs> but it's all the time. It's Lonely Pine. I'm um, going to cut out every other word. In the great. <laughs> we can use it. Yeah, it tracks. You can. Your brain is amazing. That's yeah. great. And then you create a new song, and that's a top ten hit. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, but but you, you do have a great team. I there are people who I come in contact with through different Facebook groups and pages and things like that. And when they're around the city of Cincinnati and they're looking for a place to work, I always point them towards you. Whether or not they go to you, I don't know. And he always but bats them away. Um, I always point them towards you and Gorilla Cinema and what you guys have brought to the city because you, I've seen firsthand that you take really good care of your, the people around you. Well, the, the, I mean, that is the thing that we tried to do from day one is I think... Uh, and it is one of the reasons why we have been so successful as we have been mm -hmm. is because from day one, this has never been about money. I think a lot of people get into the business uh, and not just out of like, oh, I want to make money at my thing. They have to like right. you have to make money to pay for your house, you know, groceries for your delicious glasses of mead mm -hmm. unless you're king of the hobo tramps <laughs> and then it's complimentary it's complimentary yes. uh, on the tent sir it's on the tent <laughs> but it's made in the sock but yeah. I think from day one I, this has never been about I I have very simple tastes in life uh, the mead would suggest otherwise but I, <laughs> I I like creating the experience more than I like having a Mercedes yeah. I like reinvesting in my people because I like playing make-believe with them. Right. I, I think that is the thing that is a little bit different from us than every other bar company. And some people call that foolish is because for me, I know that if we create a really unique experience and we create an engaging experience that is deeply personal to the people that come in and we find some way to connect with them, money is just a byproduct of that thing. Right. That if we focus all of our attention on how do we make people feel, how do they feel when they walk into the space, into any of the bars? How do they feel when they interact with one of the employees or a manager? I think if we focus on those things and then we focus on the quality of product next, profits kind of take care of themselves. Right. And so for me, going into whatever project it is, we are never starting from the point of, this is going to make so much money. Like I've never tried to overpromise what the concept is. I think... All the concepts are very unique, and because of that reason, they're successful. But I think for us, 
the main goal for me is to keep doing it. Yeah. Is to basically we have this mission, and this mission is we want to project wonder into the world that the world can be a really terrible place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have so much strife and so much. You know, you turn on the TV and you're constantly reminded of just the the lack of humanity of people sometimes. And I think for us, it's very important to create spaces that people can kind of forget about that and kind of meet with their friends and their neighbors and strangers. Yeah. And all share in this really fun experience that is accessible to people and not, you know, so overly priced because I think that we're in such a weird age where people will pay for personalization and they will pay for exclusivity. But I think that leads to more isolationism. So I think with all of our concepts, you can go in and if you have $3 in your pocket, can share in this really magical space, um, have a drink and be treated with respect and dignity. And I I think that's something that's the world needs more of. And so I think for us, it's if we do that every day, we get to keep doing more things. And I think that's Mm -hmm. our driving force is, all right, we have to take care of our guests because taking care of our guests allows us to go create 10 more wild and crazy ideas that are all in our heads Mm -hmm. and create fun in the world. I I would say too that what you have created is a lot of fun. I, Gloria, my wife and I, we like to go to different places around town, especially if something's brand new, we'll go and visit it and check it out and see what it's all about. And we have a lot of friends who work in the service industry, so that makes it a little more fun when you see someone you know and you know you can get the inside scoop of what's going on there and how, you know, how it, the process began. So with that being said, I think probably our favorite place to go to is the Overlook Lodge. That is a place where you can go 7 nights a week and you will see regulars and it's not like a cheers regular where it's like dis, pseudo disgruntled everyday work employees <laughs> hanging out at the end of their day just, just trying complaining. to just complaining. It's a place where people go and they have created real and honest friendships. They make these experiences happen with and for each other. And that's I, that's not a place that I mean we can't super be super involved in that. But when we go, we see it, and that's that's a a rarity to me. I think that's uh, some some of the best advice I ever got as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, was as much as you have an idea in your head mm-hmm. of what a thing is, your audience will dictate what you become and what you are. Yeah. And if you fight against that to like hold on to this is this is us and we've got to be this, and you're not listening to the audience of the people, like so the community that has been created in Overlook is really strange for me because it's something that it, there's a responsibility that it was like, okay, well, I guess because of this thing, all these people met, but I'm not really in that community just because of where my career is taking me. Is it safe but to I see like how much those friendships have affected each other's lives. And, yeah. and it is, it's an amazing feeling to say, if we never do anything for the rest of our life, not everyone that runs a business can say they affected other people's lives in a positive way. Yeah. With the Overlook, it being our first bar that we ever did, even if that was the only thing I ever did, the positivity and the community that has been built in that bar outside of us even trying to... We don't fuss around with the regulars that come in there, you know, trying to get them to get together for, for things like that. It's not a forced thing they just found each other organically yeah. and now they do 
cookouts together and they do parties together. They're yeah. outside of the bar and they do cookie exchanges at the holidays. And it's it's a thing that is is surreal to, yeah. to say, okay, I, I feel like I pushed a snowball down the hill mm-hmm. and like, oh my God, look at look at how big the snowball got. You're the match.com of Cincinnati <laughs> bars. <laughs> well, and, and, and we, when you had the concept of the shining bar, like when you were thinking... You know, I'm going to make this themed, you know, around the shining. People getting together and giving each other cookies probably was not at the top of what you thought. Oh, no. Uh, I thought right. an axe to the chest immediately. Yeah, uh, I think for <laughs> us, it has been an evolution. Uh, again, I think it is opening the doors and listening to your audience mm-hmm. and then giving the audience what they want. You know, as much as you can stick to whatever the concept is. But at the end of the day, your audience is going to dictate what they want from you. And, and, and it's your job to kind of give them that content or that platform or that area to, to gather and not fight against that. I'll, I'll give you like a, a good example of something that happened at The Overlook, which is when we first opened... We really wanted to make the cocktail program as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to push too many boundaries. We're going to make everything very approachable. And then over time, we've just seen this evolution where because we've gained their trust, now we can push. So our original thing was like, no fussy cocktails. Everything yeah, you're like, is going to be fussy cocktails. No, I don't even think it's all <laughs> fussy cocktails, but I think it allows us because once you have that audience, like you can then experiment a little bit. And there, there's things that we've done that haven't worked and the audience has responded. And it's our job to listen to the audience and be like, well, that was a bad idea. Like, let's not do that again. But then it's surprising the things that work, you know, the things that we think, no way is anybody going to come up to... So the Overlook would be the most unlikely venue for a Beyonce celebration. It is... <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an Overlook... You know, it's based off The Shining. It's a, it's a log cabin uh, in the middle of Pleasant Ridge. And somebody came to us that was one of our fans, and they said, Beyonce's birthday is on Labor Day. We want to do a Labor Bay bus crawl. And if we had said, no, that's not our image, that's not what we see the bar as, Mm -hmm. we would have missed out on doing an amazing event where we got a new audience, um, where we kind of surprised our old audience, and they responded really well. So I think for us it is sometimes you can't operate in that vacuum of ideas, and like my ideas are the best, because they're not. (laughs) Like, the the more people you can kind of get in on that input, and I think it's for for us, when we even think of ideas, we just go back to our mission. We're saying, does it project wonder into the world? If the answer is yes, like, yeah, of course, a Beyonce pub crawl where everyone's dressed in lemonade (laughs) yellow and we're playing Beyonce songs makes the world for two hours. Yeah, a fun place, and we projected wonder then it falls into the category. So we don't have to isolate ourselves in so much by saying, okay, well, we only show Stephen King movies and we only, you know, have Castle Rock nights and we only do this thing. Uh, I think for us it is when you're coming up with a company to think of what is your mission. And then for us it makes it easy to kind of filter out things that aren't a part of that mission. And I think that's why you haven't seen things at the Overlook that you would traditionally see at, at other bars, you know, super crazy uh, kind of specials nights or, or things that you would t- typically associate with like what's your you craziest know, special night uh free tacos uh for something that we call taco bingo 
Uh, it happens in the summer where we play bingo and we give away free tacos. Like, yeah. Uh, but we'll, I think I think we'll for us the schedule. Yeah. Free tacos. <laughs> but I think for us it was okay. Well, we saw some bars doing bingo night. We're like, well, that's interesting. But where's the projecting wonder part of it? Right. Yeah. Or if we do karaoke at Video Archive, where's the projecting wonder of, of that karaoke? You know, for us it's okay. Well, let's do Disney karaoke because that's really interesting and project wonder into the world. Yeah. Even when we were designing Tokyo Kitty, and it is a karaoke bar, it's for us. Let's design the most immersive karaoke bar that you can go to, so that when you stand on stage and the lights are going off and the sound is going off, it feels like you are a member of ACDC on the stage. Like for us, it, it's, it is otherworldly. I will I, say that. I if think you, that's what we try to do. I think you you were trying to do that and you succeeded. Uh, so you go into the lobby and then there's no one singing in there, and so you're confused. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of karaoke bar is this? And then you're transported into another room where all the magic happens. I think so. I think design is an important part because we do themed aspects, Mm -hmm. but all of our themes have to operate in the real world um, because you can fall into this trap of being Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. You can fall into the trap of like, oh, we bring people there when they're in from out of town. Like, we go there because it's kitschy. But it's not our regular spot. So as we design, we design for functionality, first of all, so that it operates as a bar 365 days a year. So that even if it is otherworldly, there's something still grounded in reality to it. That it's not a theme park ride. It is a bar, but it is your best bar that you could go to. It's one that you think of right away because... but it's comfortable. You know, you don't put some something so in the face of people that they can't come in and just relax and be themselves because I yeah. think that's a, a bar's main purpose. One of the things that I love about uh, Tokyo Kitty is that, like Tim said, when you're walking first, you're into that lobby, you're in the, in the uh, terminal, as it were. It's pretty nondescript. There, there's a little bit of seating. There's a, a, a small service bar. But once you walk into the hallway, it's a complete mirrored hallway. Uh, and it's maybe, what, it's eight feet long? Same as your bedroom. Yeah, same right. as my yeah. bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a magician part-time. Um, I think so, it's like Harry Potter's under the stair bedroom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's like eight by four feet of just mirrors. And if, you, if you're on Instagram and you look up Tokyo Kitty uh, and the people who've checked in there, you're going to see a ton of pictures taken in this hallway. And to me, that's like right off the bat, that's like a fun experience to open up the door. So as soon as you get in there, you want to start taking pictures and documenting your night. And then you're, you're already into a heightened sense of experience. So that when you walk in and then you have this, you had this small little experience where you, you created a memory and then you walk into this room where you create bigger memories. And to me, that's a, that's a, and it's something that Cincinnati doesn't really have outside of Tokyo Kitty. Is that something that you did on purpose? With yeah, that I think space? for us it is about, you know, some people accuse Tokyo Kitty of not being immersive enough when you walk in. So there is a terminal area. But I think for us, we want the space we designed around the space. And we tried to design the space to kind of overcome some obstacles that we think most bars and nightclubs have, especially when, in the beginning when they're very busy. Mm-hmm. But I think for us, it was, how do we tell you a story with the space? Right. How do we, again, reveal it slowly so it's not everything at once? And I think that was very deliberate from day one. And it's funny how the mirror room evolved. 
because at first it was my fr- original idea. Wait a minute, did you say Marer? Yeah. You know, the Taker. Mirror. All right. Mirror, yeah. Oh, the Mirror. From Texas. <laughs> Continue. Um, the Sorry. original idea and how it evolved was actually, I still may do this somewhere because I think it's such a um, cool idea, but I think it's also a scene that I stole from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh-huh. Was you were going to walk in and there was going to be a set of long velvet curtains. And as you walked towards them, the curtains would open automatically. And then there would be another set of curtains. And then those would open automatically. And then finally a third (laughs) set of curtains. And those would open and then you would be on the dance floor. Yeah. I think for us it was always about mystery. It's always about trying to draw people in. Yeah. And I think that's what the terminal does, sometimes successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully. We've had people come in, actually try to, like, we have this kiosk in the terminal area that is a currency exchange booth. We wanted to create something that looked like something <laughs> you'd see at an airport. Yeah. And people have come in and be like, I have. Pushing buttons. Yeah, no, I, I would like to change this money out. And we're like, oh, no, it's a it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Other people have thought we are a travel agency, but I think that's... <laughs> you know what? I would just, I would just sell them tickets. I, like, yeah. Uh, just, here you go. Just expand your uh, There's this festival I heard of. It's called Fire. Like, yeah. I think you guys would be really into this. <laughs> You're going to love it. So, yeah. So, I think for us, it is telling the story through the space. I think we do it very well at Video Archive. We are also just sometimes limited, like... There are ideas that end up on the paper that never end up in the actual space themselves. Yeah. Just due to... We have a really strange building department here in Cincinnati. They (laughs) hate everything innovative. So anytime you bring them something, you're like, they're going to walk into a mirror room. They're like, everyone is going to die in here. Like, (laughs) like, please put 10 exit signs in this mirror room so that people can get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that people know how to get out. Because they're going to walk into this 8 by 4 room and just get lost and <laughs> yes and those are the people that drink nothing but huda pole <laughs> since 1970 so yeah so there were things like when we did the video archive you enter into a video store and our original idea was to make the video store like really self-contained like we were going to build shelves and walls all the way to the ceiling and literally have you know you not be able to see into the bar area yeah. fire was not having it for some reason they wanted <laughs> uh some separation at the ceiling so that for sprinklers and other things like that so we ended up having to build like a half wall yeah so when you walk in the space and the bar is busy you hear the bar and it's not ideal but i think it's still a really kind of fun thing uh that gets <laughs> you can edit that out right no <laughs> no perpetuity <laughs> No, you let everyone know I'm weak with sneezes. That's pretty much the only thing that's going to be in the episode. It's a loop of me sneezing. It's a soul fight sneeze. Jacob Trevino. Uh, yeah, the, the sulfites in this meat are really getting to me. <laughs> oh yeah, guys. By the way, just a real, real, quick, a real quick break. I didn't try this one. This meat is affecting my tongue. Uh, it is very good. I'm drinking it a little it's too so fast. <laughs> it is good. So if you get a chance to try some good mead, this is do uh, it. this is from New Day. New Day. Uh, a quick a quick plug. Yeah, uh, New Day. Day. We expect that you guys will make at least twelve dollars off of this. New Day. If you're <laughs> listening, you can send to Case of Mead to Tokyo Kitty, Carol, yes. Jacob Trevino yes. at five seven five Ray Please. Street, or you can send it to my house where we're recording tonight. A little bit different than usually we record at Tim's place. Uh-huh. Uh, tonight we had to squeeze in a whole bunch of stuff, and so we, just did. Uh, we just did it in my house, and here we are. So, sorry to interrupt. So if it sounds different. That's why. <laughs> no, I just, 
back to experience, I think from us, as we go forward and the next few ideas that we have planned, I think we've learned a lot from the first three bars and we're going to create more immersive experiences and more innovation because that's how we fulfill our mission of projecting. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Let's Meet podcast. On the next episode of Let's Meet, learn about Lonely Pines, a brand new steakhouse opening soon in Pleasant Ridge. For more information, please visit our website at letsmeetpodcast.com and please subscribe. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Hello. Let's meet. Hey, what you doing? Hey, hello. <laughs>